When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. All right, welcome to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Trainer. One guest this week, because that's how much I love this guy. And I'll get into the whole backstory on this, but first let me welcome him in. A legend in New York, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. You follow me more than I think. Uh, you watch those shows, you, you post them all on TV, you post them up. Uh, good to have you aboard, Jimmy. Thanks for coming here, too. I appreciate that. How are you doing? Okay, pal? I, I'm doing well, and I am happy to come down here. And the truth is, I've been trying to get Dog on this podcast, my previous podcast, since December. And because he's a busy man with the MLB Network and then Sirius, he has a tough schedule. This is not strictly because Mike's coming back and last week was a complete uh, shit show from start to finish with everything. But this has been in the works. I wanted to talk to you about your career in radio, satellite radio. So we're going to do all that. But obviously, we're taping this Monday. Mike's back on Tuesday. And you got into a lot of... A lot of back and forth. Oh, I've gotten I, pounded with yeah. it. But are, you, are you are you are you scheduled at WrestleMania yet with Bart Scott? Has Vince McMahon booked that? <laughs> yeah, Bart and I are not uh, not on friendliest terms. Yeah, there's a lot, uh, boy, a lot to digest there. I mean, uh, you know, I a I'm shocked at Mike's back. Number one, uh, B, um, it's nobody's fault per se, but that was an impossible spot uh, trying to fill after 30 years, and you can't fill it with three people. And number three, you can't fill it with a guy who doesn't know that much about baseball, if anything at all, in New York with two teams. 
Uh, so you throw that in the equation too. Um, but it's a, it's you know, I, I think the overall theme is, uh, you know, you got to be a little surprised that Mike that Mike's come back. Not so much that he's working. We all thought he'd work, but you know, I, I think what's gotten everybody all wrapped up is that Mike spent a year a year telling us he was gone, right? And then he's back again. Right. So I think that, and he's back on the same place that he, he began his his career on. So I think that's the biggest surprise more than anything right. else. All right, there's a lot here. Uh, let me give you full disclosure. I, I like Chris Carlin a lot. I would say we're friends. Uh, Maggie, I worked with for a very long time. She was one of the best people I've ever worked with. Nice she knows woman. her stuff. Absolutely. Works as hard as anyone in the business. Right. I know that when you made the comment on the MLB Network show, you did not expect what would happen to happen. You, looking back, do you regret even no, making absolutely the, not. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, I mean, that was a throwaway line. I've been doing that my whole career. I was with Mike. I didn't know the question was coming. It was part of the last segment that we do via Twitter questions, so they did not prep me. Hey, by the way, let's have you knock FAN. So it was spontaneous. What has gotten me in trouble with that is that I really want to separate the Maggie Gray call and stuff from Bart, okay, because to me, uh, and it's nobody's fault. It's just that you know how I feel about it, and I want to separate it. And Colin and the folks don't like the idea that I'm essentially, you know, when I get on one of them, that that means I'm killing the whole show. Right, Mike and I never thought that. When people got on me for 20 years, you know, it's not like Mike and I had each other's backness from that perspective. When people got on Mike, I didn't necessarily go crazy and, and support it. We just, you know, you let it roll off your back and not make a big deal. Yet here, by saying something, I was I, to me, it's criticizing one element of the show. And if you do that, Colin, Maggie would agree, right. but especially it's Chris. It's one team. He thinks I'm criticizing a team. No, I'm criticizing one part of you. If I'm criticizing your shortstop, right. that doesn't doesn't mean I'm criticizing your ball club. I'm criticizing your shortstop. Okay. And they had issues with that. Right. That, and I think that's what got me in trouble. I did not think it would cause that much of an uproar. I didn't think it was that big a deal. Mike had no idea I was going there, so I should take the blame, not Mike. Mike was just responding, and it was me who said it. I don't know. You know, I know that Boomer knocked. I, listen, I know the whole deal. I kind of spiraled everything out of control. Right. But I did not do it maliciously, and I did not do it on purpose to agitate Anybody, I mean, I just said it because that's what I've been saying. I always make fun of people like that. Right, right. So that's what I right. did. Got now, this trouble. might be a tough question, but I think it's a legitimate question that should be asked. I want to ask you, and you could say what you, I mean, do you think Mike Francesa is turning on a microphone at 3.05 Tuesday on WFAN because Chris Carlin sent a text that said, suck my blank? No, I do not. Okay. Nothing to do with it. Okay. Uh, I, I think this really strictly has to do with the fact that I think that, um, and Colin's mad at me for that, because I, I told people that he did send those texts. Remember, I didn't do it first. Raceman had that in the newspapers at 1.57 that afternoon. So once that is out there on online, I, and I did not tell Raceman. One, and he thinks I did. I did not. Okay. Once that is out there, why would I tell Raceman that? Uh, and wait a month and a half to do it. I mean, what? Bob's been killing me. I would never say that to him. So as a result of that, uh, he thinks that I you know, sort of spilled the beans there. I did not. And I do not think that had anything to do at all with what happened here is this simply. They did not think that they is the, is the station. F-A-N. Chernoff, I, I don't know where he stands with this, but it's the company. They did not think there was a lot of traction and progress being shown by that team. They did not think Mike would be available. 
So they didn't see a lot of traction with the team. They did lose to K, whether you think that's significant or not, winner book, two percentage points. You can use that, two-tenths of a point. You can go any way you want with that. But the company did not think there was a lot of traction with the show. And as a result of that, Mike then became available and they got Mike at, I don't want to say discount because he's working a lot less hours, right. but they got Mike back for in what they felt was economically feasible. I don't think it really had anything to do with anything else, but Mike looking for to get back on because he wanted to work. And of course, the fact that that show had not had a ton of progress shown. Now, if that show was doing really well right. and they had done well in the rating books, I don't know if they would have done this. I think it was the combination of Mike, Mike's really available again. And you know what? We're well, not doing so well in that slot. Financial, uh, retail-wise, selling commercials and also ratings, let's make a change. I, I have a hard time believing the FAN with the Mike's available part only because Mike was available for the 19 months of his retirement tour and then four months after he retired. He never got a job. I mean, he would always say, I can't say anything till April 1st. April 1st came, no announcement. So I don't know if this is all an FAN thing. I mean, clearly Mike wanted back at FAN, if if you ask me. Right. I I, I think that, um, you know, uh, I think F- I think uh, the company would have taken Mike back. I don't think Mike wanted to go back. I think he was, you know, he had three decades. It was time to move on. And he I understand that was legitimate. I think he felt that way. I don't think it was a case of FAN wanted Mike to leave necessarily. They may not want to give him a big raise. Right. But I don't think they wanted him to leave. Uh, so I think they were open to a return if it was economically feasible for them. I guess they thought it was. But I do think that if the show that they had put on, if they felt that it was making progress, they saw improvement, they felt that they had a connection with the fan base and the ratings decent, and they were selling advertising, I don't think they would have made a change. So and I see, think that has something to do with right. it. Right, and I think this would have been a little bit easier for people to swallow if Mike would say what you're saying. Listen, I missed it. I, I, I didn't realize how much I'd miss it. I want to get back. F-A-N, they lost to K. You know, let me get... But he threw out that bizarre statement about there was a campaign against him and then that's why he's coming back. I mean, that was, would you say, not extremely strange? Well, uh, I got it. This is going to air probably uh, either right around the time that Mike starts again. Right. I'm sure Mike will address that. Uh, when he comes on here at three o'clock, and then we'll get you guys will get a little better feel of what triggered him to return. Now I saw Mike a lot in the last six to eight months, right. and I knew he was not going to retire. I right. knew he was chomping at the bit to do something, even the day we went over the MLB Network. But I had no inclination that he was going to come back because if I knew he had an inclination to come back to FAN, I wouldn't have said it on the TV. Right, because you know I would not have done that to him. Right, so uh, I had no inclination that he was going to return, and I think Mike wants to work, and I think Mike will do a good job. I think he'd be completely into it, uh, and I think Colin and Maggie and Bart are going to. Uh, that's a tough pill to swallow, uh, you know, to do one to three after you get demoted. That's a very very difficult situation to handle. So we'll see how it all plays itself out. Will be fascinating to be oh, at FAN tomorrow, oh. just because I mean Boomer's pissed at Mike. Obviously, the Carlin show can't be happy with Mike. And Mike's got a trap. Only guy who is might be Joe Benigno for crying <laughs> out loud. And one thing about Boomer, and I like Boomer. I'm doing it. I've worked with Boomer for a long time with shows and everything else. Boomer calling everybody classless. No, Boomer sat there for ten years when Craig Carton was murdering people right. left and right. I went on two or three times at the Super Bowl with those guys, and Carton would always start right. being obnoxious. Where have you gone? That's right. a disaster. What a terrible decision you made. Nobody listens. Or serious is a 
joke. Why would you do that? Thank God you go on. And Boomer do nothing but laugh. Right. So I can't listen yeah. to Boomer now, basing jumping around, telling us how classless everybody is. When Boomer sat there and he can sit there and wash his hands, well, that was Carden. Boomer, you're on the show too. Right. And Boomer never once said, "Craig, relax." Never once. Right. So I can't listen to Boomer now with the classless remark. Right. I I'm not a Boomer and Carton listener. Never was. But I know my brother's a big fan. A couple other people, and I would hear. Every single day that they would destroy Mike every day on a daily basis, and now Boomer all of a sudden is holier than thou. Yeah, relax, Boom. Yeah, but relax. You know, Boomer <laughs> wants to be Mister Above It All Monday through uh, on Sundays with right. the NFL and be on that pregame and the blonde hair quarterback. He does a good job at that, and he wants to almost he does the radio because it gives something to do and it's fun, but he wants to be above the. Down and dirty stuff. Right. He's doesn't in work. the mud with all of us. It doesn't work that way. Boomer <laughs> right. is has got his hands dirty as much as Carton did, and he has to understand that. Now, where do you stand with Mike today? What do, I don't know if he, did he have any issue with anything you said last week? Are you guys good right now? You and Mike's relationship on Monday, April, whatever it is, 31st, what is it, May 1st, April, I don't even know what's today. April 30th. April 30th. Where, where, I, I would think it was, you know, I mean, maybe he got a little tarnished here because I did, you know, I mean, I'm a little perplexed by the return too, and I have said it, so maybe he got a little tarnished a little bit. I, I, I can't answer that. Right. Uh, but, you know, well, that would be up to Mike. I don't have any issues with Mike. I mean, I love Mike. 30 years. I mean, how do you not? We did a lot together, too, in the last couple of years. Let's face it. Radio City, we did the 30 for, 30, 30 for 30. Mikey came over here. He came on Sirius at the Super Bowl. Mike's retirement tour. Uh, the retirement thing, the tribute show. We yeah. went over there to do the tribute yeah. thing. Um we we also did something for Bill Madden right. uh, a week or two, uh, about a month ago, about a Steinbrenner play. We've done a lot, to, so I would hope that we're okay, but I have not heard from him in a three- or four-day period here. Did you Were you hurt when Mike turned down Sirius's offer to come here no, and do a little stuff? Not. Okay. No, no I'm right. not hurt. All right. Not, not, All right. Uh, I wasn't sure what Mike would do then. I don't know how close they got to actually, you know, there's an agreement, do you want to sign it? But I know Sirius wanted Mike. And so the idea that Mike didn't have any offers is a bunch of nonsense. Right. I know Sirius wanted Mike. So if Mike wanted to come to Sirius, that opportunity, forgetting finances, I don't know that. Right. But that opportunity did present itself. I was, And this could transition now into something else and get off all that stuff from, uh, you know, I, I was always, as a diehard Mike and the Mad Dog fan, uh, you probably don't even know this. I used to call the show Jimmy and Syosset when I was in college. I interned there for a semester, and then I was a diehard Mike and the Mad Dog fan. And I was always surprised when you left FAN. You and Mike both seemed surprised, and I think you realize it more now, how popular you guys were, how much the fans loved you. I was always surprised that you were surprised yeah, by I that. Yeah, I was. I was a little surprised. I did not think... Uh, it would have that impact at all, and it did. I think when you're living it and you're on the air every day and, we, you know, we had our issues, you, you kind of forget about the impact you have. I'll tell you what surprised me most of all is the kids today who grew up listening to the show with their fathers in the car going to games. Yeah. Uh, and the 15-year-old now who, who today is 30, and it's their connection to their father. Uh, and their parents when they hear me and Mike and those kinds of things. Oh, so yeah. that surprises me. Um, yeah, I did not... Um, uh, you, you never realized the impact that you had. New York, we had a huge impact with the fan base, the yeah. sports fan base. And, you know, I mean, I, I probably in a lot of ways because I got ourselves in trouble with the whole thing this week. You know, <laughs> we've been yelling and screaming back and forth. We've gotten hits from the newspapers. You know, I mean, maybe that's been smacked around a little bit. Who knows? I well, can't worry about it. I go do a show every yeah. day. I mean, for me... I mean, you know, now I'm not coming at it as someone who's covering media. I'm coming at it as 
a fan. I was bummed that Mike was going back to FAM because I was holding out hope, even if it was once a week for two hours, there'd be a Mike and the Mad Dog something. I would never rule that out anyway. Well, uh, so, I mean, who knows? You know, well, that, few, my, I think maybe there's a better chance of that happening now than there would have been when Mike was out because Mike's back at FAN. So if we had to do this, I would have to go to FAN to do it right. instead of Mike coming to Sirius. So you can make the argument that Mike returning might lead to that more from him at FAN than him over at Sirius. So okay. I wouldn't rule it out. Right. has not been discussed. But after some time has passed, I would not rule it out. Hopefully you get past Bart Scott at the door. And yeah, you know, the, I, I've been rough on Bart Scott. Yeah. Maybe you can say that I'm a little out of line. Um, he's a big boy. He should be able to handle it. Right. Uh, again, the thing I would say is I don't think the Ravens or Jets would like mm. it if you're on a team. If I came to be their linebacker coach without any experience, they'd throw me out of that building so fast on the highway you wouldn't know it. Right. Well, why doesn't it work the same way when it comes to sports talk? Where's the experience I would there? The only thing, I, if I'm playing devil's advocate, I would say maybe the guy deserves a chance. He was only there four months. That, if I'm playing devil's advocate, that's what I would say. Did you listen to the show, Jim? A little bit here and there. Did, uh, what do you mean? How come you listen every day for five hours? Because I basically, I stopped listening to Mike in about mid-2016. I basically... Well, I read that. You yeah. were mad at him. I wasn't mad at him. I just felt that the show just became joyless. You know, Sour Shoes would call, Mike would hang up on him instead of having fun with him. You know, uh, they, Mike would never admit he was wrong. There would there was no. So levity. you got you got a sour on it. I gotta, you know, and then also that then when I went back to SI in early 2017 after being in Fox for a little bit, and the setup there is different. Where like if I listen, I got to listen online. So it's, it's a little, little harder for you to listen. Right. Okay. But you know. But, so you thought I was a little hard on Bart? You think I've been a little hard on Bart? I think. Listen, I think four months is. is I know they lost the ratings book to K, but one thing I would say about that, and I, I'm pretty sure this is accurate. Kay did not pick up listeners. His ratings were actually down even though he won the book. So it wasn't like the Mike people left and went to Kay, which you would think is the case. Maybe they, maybe they came to Sirius. They're going to Sirius. They're going to podcasts. They, there's a million other options out now. Correct. So it wasn't like everyone left FAN, went to K, and then K had these booming ratings. K beat him by .2. I get How it. about giving them more than four months? I understand. Devil's uh, advocate. Uh, you can make that argument, and they were put in an impossible situation. But I'm just telling you that FAN must have not seen progress, right. because if they did, I don't know if they would have made this move. One weird thing about this Mike deal coming back, this will be the end of the Mike talk, because I do want to talk to you about other stuff, but part of this now is he owns the Mike and the Mad Dog name. Now, how the hell did you let that happen? Well, I did. <laughs> Didn't, so we'll have to wait and see how that goes along. I don't know what that might mean. Intercom, the company owns all the rights. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I, oh, that is historically they own the rights. Right. So maybe if there's this Francesca app and there's a joint deal. Um, you don't it, get a cut of that? Oh, well, I, I, you know. You we will, get a lawyer involved yeah, here, I, I, I did. Trust me. <laughs> we will, we will, I didn't get a lawyer involved. But I, a it's all over of, the papers that he owns the mic and the mad dog. Game. A couple of people have brought it up to me. Chris, you got to check it out. So I, I don't think it's any big deal. Uh, I think it probably could be worked out. But we are aware. I, I'm not that naive. We are <laughs> a little aware that something's going on. Go uh, ahead. That's good. All right. You've been at Sirius now a long time. Decade. Decade. Decade this summer. Biggest challenge for you doing a show here at Sirius, even 10 years late. I mean, obviously, coming on 10 years ago, I would I would imagine it was going from local and national. Now you're in it 10 years. Biggest challenge on a day-to-day basis. I think not having a hometown team. Uh, I, I think the fact that you can't go on there, can't go on any day, 
and you know can take a sort of take a little breather and rely on a hometown team. I would tell you the Mets have lost six in a row, so they're going to be the whole show. Or tomorrow the Giants drafted Barkley and the Jets drafted Donald, so that would be the whole show. Um, Yankees are playing Houston four game series, so that would be. You cannot rely on that on serious. I I think you got to get that in your head when you do a national show is you don't have that base of a club that can bail you out when, you know, you're a little off, the guests aren't there, Eddie Erickson, whatever the case might be, (laughs) where you can rely, you can just throw something about the Mets out there and, you know, you didn't like what Callaway did or you didn't like what Brett Boone did or or Aaron Boone did or you didn't like what, um, you know, uh, Gettleman or Shermer did or, or Bowles and you can run with it for four or five hours. You can't do that. On serious, so I think that is the biggest adjustment on a day-to-day basis. You know, I'm into the Winnipeg Nashville hockey series. Oof. I'm into the Pelicans and the Golden State series on FAN or any local yeah, station. That's, that's not going to carry it. Enough. And if you're not going to get a ton of calls on that either, so you got to keep that in mind. You don't have the the hometown team, right. and I think that is the hardest thing that any talk show host got to learn. Right now, s- serious or terrestrial, let's take them both. For you, as someone who's done this now. What, 40 years probably? 30? 38, 34 years, 35 years. Biggest change in radio that you've seen? Uh, I think probably the fact that... um you know, there's uh, not as, and I'm probably as guilty as, as as it is anywhere. I think the advent of guy talk from sports talk. You know, there are so many people doing it in some capacity, podcasts, right. um, whatever it might be, blogs. There are so many folks who have a thought. And a lot of people who have that thought, who want to be found, known, discovered, might go a little out in left field to do that. And they might go to some other things and sort of use sports as a springboard, but then get off the beaten track. And in 30 years ago, that was not the case. You were a sports talk show host or you weren't a sports talk show host. It wasn't guy talk. You weren't talking about A-Rod dating J-Lo 30 years ago. I was not interested. Nobody was talking to Major Marilyn Monroe when I started. I'm not that old. (laughs) (laughs) But you get get the... So from that perspective, I I think that is the biggest difference. Now, um, and I do think the other issue is is it's there's almost more of a separation now between teams slash coaches and athletes and hosts and the media than there used to be. In the old days, there was a little bit more of a connection with the host or the team or the radio in the town than there than there is today. Today, it's almost like you got to do a show without any guests because the teams have their own websites, they have their own little web, they have their own. Uh, you know, blogs, blogs. If you want to hear what Terry Francona says, we'll go to the Indian website. There's Terry Francona. Right. So there's not the need to get the message out. Right. In my day, doing this on terrestrial, you had a lot of help with the franchises themselves. Right. You don't have that as much today, and I think that makes it harder. It's funny because I was, I thought maybe you would say the internet, and I'm curious. One of the things that always fascinated about me about you and Mike during the Mike and the Mad Dog years was, and this is not meant as an insult, it's just I think, I, I felt like you guys were always late to the internet thing. Oh, we sure, I still am. Right. Yes. And um, I, I, it's a two-way street. I think there's a big benefit to not catering to the internet because... You do your show with your own thoughts in, in your right. own head. And the other thing is you're behind, you don't catch what the people want to talk about. Right. And then there is this other side where you should embrace it for other reasons. 
Give me your thoughts on what the internet has meant to sports talk radio. Well, I mean, it, it, a lot more competition, number one. Yeah. Um, you know, the immediacy, number two. Uh, I will say this right out of the gate. I have done the show essentially the same way I've always done it. Now, do you think that's good or bad? I, it's hard to say. Uh, yeah. I, I guess the fact that I'm still on, I would say it's, you know, it's good. But I, I go about the preparation of the show the same way. I read, the, you know, I buy the newspapers. Like I, nobody buys newspapers. I still go out there and buy the newspapers. I read all the papers on the train. Uh, I watch, you know, I read the stories that I need to read as far as recaps are concerned with specific spots. I get the quotes. I essentially do it the exact same way. I don't look at the internet. I get my producers. What's that story? Punch that, punch that up for me. So I do it really the same way. That I've always done it. Now I don't think I'm, I'm laughing because one of my favorite Mike and the Mad Dog things. I used to make fun of you guys with. We would back in the. This is I'm going inside here. SI now is all the way downtown. We used to be in Midtown right, right across the right, street. Right, right. When we were across the street, we'd sit in a six cubicles and a bunch of us would watch the show. And you guys would start talking about someone, and you'd want the stats, and you'd say, "Eddie, get the book." And we'd be like, "All they gotta do is hit this one button on the keyboard, and they get all the stats." And you say, "Get the book." And I do that all the time. Yeah. I still do it. I haven't changed. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I need other people to help me there. When I do this show at home, occasionally, I, I get the phone calls via the phone with text messages instead of having a computer in front oh, of me. God. So I mean, I haven't changed. Now a lot of it would say, you know, I'm behind the times, but I still think when that show starts, and it used to be five hours. Right. Uh, you know, when that show starts at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going to know as much about all the teams as everybody else does. I saw the same. It's still between the white lines. Right. The games are still, I mean, I know what happened You uh, know LeBron night. scored 45 I points. I know how the right. game went down. I mean, I know that somehow TNT putting Pelicans and Golden State on at 1030 at night on a Saturday, game one, one of the dumbest television decisions of all time. Who saw that game? Well, I want to know, why was, it, why was the Cavs game at 1 o'clock yesterday, well, not at 8 o'clock? Nah, there you go. See, I'm the only one who can tell you that. And <laughs> what I would say is, is that ABC... Well, first off, it's an ABC doubleheader. Right. So ABC doesn't have a game at 8 o'clock. Put it on ESPN. No, the ABC had the doubleheader. One and three. So that's the first thing. One and 3.30. Right. So they can't put three the 3.30 games in Houston. They can't put it on it. Well, they can. It's at noon. Oh, but they wanted to be good to, to the Jazz because they played Friday night. And I don't know this, but I'm going to talk about this today. I guarantee it that ABC told Adam Silva, we want Cavs at 3.30, Utah, Houston at 1.00. And Silva, late Friday night, said, I can't do that to you, Utah. It's bad enough. I only give them one day off. If I have them start a noontime local game, we are going to get killed by the media. Right. Can you start them at 3.30 or 2.30 local and let the Cavs play at 1? And ABC, I bet you, quietly relented. Because if you ask ABC that they want the Cavs at 1 or 3.30, they wanted them at 3.30. Right, and they got a monster rating at 1 o'clock. It was the oh, highest rated 1 o'clock game. But, but here's a, it's just funny because you went back to say about how guy talk is the biggest difference in sports radio and the blogs. You knew all about why the Cavs are at 1 o'clock. That was your deal. My So I write a column every day on SI.com in addition to the podcast. Right. My lead item today was about everyone on Twitter mocking Tristan Thompson for his double-double after he didn't play because he had an affair cheating on Khloe Kardashian. Is that and the reason why he didn't play? He didn't play for six games. Well, I don't know. Well, that wasn't the reason. I think, he just didn't well, play. He cheats on a woman. He, she, he got caught cheating on her uh, she's two days before yeah. she had a kid. Uh, I know. It was terrible. And I had Van Gundy on the podcast that week. And I asked him, if you're the coach, you're Tyrone Lue. There's a, this happened on a Wednesday. Now, what did, he, what did he say? He said, you got to talk to him about it. You got you got to address it with him. You can't just ignore it. 
it's a national story so because you it's a Kardashian. So you think he's just he was distracted? Uh, absolutely. As so as he thought he didn't play right. properly. And then he played yesterday, and everyone's making jokes about he hasn't he hasn't grabbed anything this hard since an Instagram model and all that. That was that was my column today. That was interesting. Yeah. See, I'm wrapped up on the starting time of right. the games, and you're difference. and I tell you, I'm very annoyed at TNT. How does TNT on Saturday night? They got the Celtics and the Bucks, and they got Golden State and New Orleans. You can't play these games at five and eight o'clock on a Saturday. You got to play the game right. at ten forty-five on right. Saturday night, game one. That's and don't tell me, and don't tell me that you want to be nice to the hometown, hometown fan, because they're making Toronto play a game this week at six o'clock at night, because they're playing Thursday at six, and, and Boston's playing at eight thirty. Right. So it's got nothing to do with the fan base. They want to do that for television. TNT wants the game at night because they have no ratings, and they want to have some nighttime programming. Put the Celtics at five and Golden State at eight o'clock. I had to sit there on Saturday night. <laughs> Doug's Those doing his the, own show right now. They were the world champ. <laughs> And I'm sitting here on Sunday with 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 toothpicks on my eyelids because they want to put the game a quarter to eleven. That's a joke. Let's be fair. That's a but joke. every sport. Look at the the NFL wants to take bows because they they pushed Monday Night Football back this year. Now it's going from eight thirty to oh, eight fifteen. I understand. I mean, give me a that's break. bad too. Right. I mean, I, every sport. Does the NFL is not as bad. It. The NFL is not as bad as the other sports. And the, uh, Jimmy, you'd agree. Yeah. Golden State in New Orleans on a Saturday night plays game one at 11 o'clock at night. That's ridiculous. I agree. I agree. That should, yeah, I mean, it's Saturday. You got all they day. They all day. I they agree. play Warriors, play afternoon games all the time. That's your, so I'm going to go. You get a little preview. Right. I'll go crazy about all that right. today. Go ahead. Um, I see we're getting close to your time. So I, I want to. Social media. Does Sirius ask you to embrace it, or you? Because I know you don't do it, right? Producer, I don't. No, producers do it. Eddie does it right, right. over there. Uh, so, so they don't want you on. Do you? But do you? Do you have your thoughts that you tell Eddie to tweet? We he basically he's pretty good of uh, <laughs> making sure we don't go too crazy, but he knows what he should. Like, and should you didn't, not tweet. Why didn't you call Eddie and say, Eddie, go kill and the NBA for these thought times? I didn't think about it. Uh, but I'll do it today. Maybe Eddie will put it up today. Will you put it up today? What Eddie does do a lot, he puts up the video, he puts up the SoundCloud right, stuff right. with the monologues, and it's almost funny. They just said that, Jimmy. It's almost like people, this is a big difference. In the old days, people listened a couple of hours a day, whatever they may have done. Now, it's almost like people hear little snippets of me. Well, that, they hear a five-minute yeah. soundbite. Right. They hear this. They hear that. Nobody ever listens to the whole show well, anymore. They I'll hear tell you what, snippets. Let me tell you what I do. I leave SI about 5, 5.30 every day. I live on Long Island, so I have an hour plus train ride back to Long so Island. So you got the headset on and you got I the go app. On, I go on the app, which, by the way, I listened last week. You didn't even know they had an app, which was the most mind-blowing uh, thing I I've ever. Know. No, I you did, did not. I heard it. I did say I didn't, but I do know they do. But and I ahead. can get your show at 5.30. I started at 3 o'clock. I uh, go, it's on, the whole show's on there at 3 o'clock? And I listen to it that way. And you hear it and you skip through whatever you have to skip through? Yeah, like when you have a baseball spot from they, 1950, they, they, I throw it <laughs> that, and away we go. So the Garrick yeah. Ruth stuff, right. Feuder, Frenchie, yeah, yeah. didn't turn you or, on. Or when you have an author on from a book about the 1940 Pirates, I skip did right you over like it. The, the, the authors <laughs> on Tiger Woods was good. That was yeah yeah tigers yeah tigers always that was good yeah that was good. Um, all right, are you turning sixty this year? No, fifty. I'm uh, fifty nine next. Oh, fi- uh, fifty nine in October. Fifty nine and then sixty next. That's uh, the 2000, big one. Two thousand and nineteen. That's the big one. Right. That's all. I, I, you know, I'm gonna have a. I want to celebrate that year a little bit. I'm gonna take some buddies golfing. There you go. Uh, you know, Sirius gave Howard like a four hour show. We got it. Maybe you'll do an extravagant. Ah, uh, you know, I don't see them doing that for me. <laughs> but I mean, I, I will take a little time off here in the following you, summer. I am a diehard. My whole life was Howard and Mike and the Mad Dog. You are phenomenal on Howard. We got to 
Oh, I love it. I haven't been on. You know what the problem with Howard is? He's got sour shoes on there. He feels he's talking right. to Chris Russo. He doesn't right. need the guest on. The real thing, <laughs> he put sour shoes on. I've been here five times. I love doing it. Sour- but I haven't. He hasn't had me on in a long time. Sour was on this morning as Chris Russo. Oh, he was? Yes. Did you know this, Eddie? Yes. You did. He what did he on- say? Oh, he was talking about Mike. Oh, really? So actually, you know so, who- so Howard was into this, Howard- this Francesca thing? Oh, he did about a half hour on it. Oh, did he really? And he had sour as Chris and Mike. Today. Oh, I would have been. Did you hear it, Eddie? Was it funny? <laughs> it was great. Oh, I got to hear that. It was great. I did not hear that. It was great. Well, this seems like a loaded question to ask you, given what's going on. But let's end it this way. Do you ever think about retiring? I, uh, you know, if I did, I'm gonna uh, maybe I'd change and do it a little differently. <laughs> um, you know what? I got young kids still. Um, you know, I tell you the one thing, and I thought this anyway. Once you leave, you know, then nobody's gonna. You're not, they're not gonna run to your door. Me, Mike, anybody. Uh, I we've. I I thought that maybe Mike picked up on that a little bit. Although again, serious, he would have come here in a minute. We would have taken him. Uh, they they wanted him in a worse way. Um, but uh, you know, I probably will. Uh, as long as I enjoy doing it, I will. I will stick doing it. That's what I mean. I don't. I don't have any age. I don't right. have any day in mind. Right. You know, when I turn this age or when this child becomes this, I can see moving. And going to a warmer weather climate, right. but I would still do what I do from the new spot. Do you ever get tired of taking the calls? No, not not that so much. Really? No. I'm surprised. No, I that. mean, I, I think the routine of the day I can get tired right. of. You know, you're doing the baseball every day for an hour, and then yeah. you got to do the TV. You know, Astros, White Sox in the middle of July, followed by three hours of looking at Eddie, uh, you know, breaking down, uh, you know, uh, well, I like Wimbledon, but breaking down something, you know, and an NBA free agency that can, you know, uh, that, that would drive me nuts. Right. But other than that, I, I still get a kick out of it every single day. And do you ever miss, do you ever, do you ever have, I, I know you said at the top. Yeah, I do. You talk about the uh Just do you ever miss base? New York? Oh, God, New yeah. York. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Of course I do. Yeah. I get a little of it. Remember, I still live here, so I, I get some of it. Where I get a little sense, people ask me what I think, but again, I think people now hear me in this snippet variety, as right. you just said. Yes. I think they hear a little of this, a little of that. Yeah. They get a, they hear me through this. I they, tweet it all. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, about well, this podcast yeah. and all these interviews, they hear me that way. I don't know how many people sit there every day like they did 20 years ago. Did One it? o'clock, Mike and Chris. I don't know how many people right. do that today. Right. Last thing, Yankees are going to win the World Series. Yeah, they year. might. And uh, they need another pitcher, Jimmy. They've pit- got one. Sonny Gray. They've Sonny, got, he Sonny Gray stinks. Yeah. He stinks. I, I threw this out on Twitter. Sonny Gray for Matt Harvey. Let's do it. Matt Harvey goes to the Yankees. I guarantee you he pitches better. Uh, he can't pitch worse. Guy grew up a Yankee fan. He'll be pumped up, motivated. Yeah, well, that, the Yankees, that... yeah, he's put some pressure on him. The Yankees need another pitcher or two. They'll if they it. do that, they're being put They have that. many, much talent to trade. And how about the Angel fan base? What a disgrace they what are. What Angel fan base? It was Sta- Yankee Stadium West? Well, that's ridiculous. They should be embarrassed by yeah. that. We'll do that today. That'll I mean, they thing. gave... Who was it? Was it Sanchez? Gregorius. A, a, a curtain, curtain call. call. What a joke that was. Loved that, it. And you know the Angel fan base is troubled anyway because the Dodgers are 20 miles up the street. All right. Anyone else you want to take shots at before we wrap up or you want to stay at a trouble? Well, I got on on Boomer a little bit. All right, that's Uh, good. But I love you, Jimmy. You're a good man. I appreciate it, dog. Thank you so much for doing this. You got it. All right, that wraps up this edition of the SI Media Podcast. My thanks to the great Christopher Mad Dog Russo. We'll see you next week. Do you know about the Locked On Podcast Network? The number one daily sports podcast network. Locked On has a daily podcast on every NBA and NFL team, plus a growing lineup of college and MLB teams. You get a daily bite-sized podcast giving you the latest on your team from the local experts. 
Lakers fans, search Locked On Lakers. Cowboys fans, search Locked On Cowboys. Just search Locked On, your favorite team, on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On, your favorite team. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 